put yourself in a position where you can't retreat, where it's do or die, sink or swim. Here's what you'll find out. You'll develop incredible swimming skills. You'll find yourself stroking unlike you've ever seen before. Through the inspiration of desperation, you'll become more creative than ever before. Throw your whole self into it. All you can do is all you can do. And all you can do is enough. But make sure you do all you can do. Fellas, what's up? Hey, hey. Y'all doing all right? Oh, yeah. Good, doing good. Good, 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 good. Well, uh, this this was fun, man. We, we got a man, uh, Gunner Maid, Gunner Muldrick, uh, on the podcast today. Um, and, you know, Gunner... He is more, a lot of the folks we're going to talk to, you know, as we, as we go through this, I would say the majority of them are going to be tied to real estate in some way. That's just the, that's the niche we're in. So, you know, we're, we're connected to a lot of those folks, but we're also trying to connect with people from all walks of life. And Gunnar really gave us a little bit of that today. He's um, his world is fitness and health, you know, and that that's where um, he's building his business around. Um, and we got to sit down with him and really dive into, he's 25 years old. And I I said that like six times in the podcast, you know, I know it's pretty redundant, but the hearing him walk through the process of, and the mindset that got him from, you know, he went to the Citadel, um, and then he started the business while there and then how he's quickly pivoted and, you know, turned it into what it is now several times. Um, and then his future plans, just impressive. I mean, he's so buttoned up and he talked about, it. he was a little vulnerable talking about, it. he hadn't always been that way. He was chasing the wrong things, chasing the money and stuff like that. Um, but at such a young age, I know all of us in our early twenties, we look back, we, it's none of us to say we were that mature and focused on, on our business and what we wanted to do with uh, things. And I think he gave a, you know, a couple good nuggets at the end for people to take away and apply, you know, getting your steps in, drinking your water, get your blood work done. You know, um, that's something that as recent as I'm 42 and I had never gotten other than like a physical, but a full blood workup until last year, I was 41 years old and it opened my eyes to everything. So that's something that no matter what age you're at or what, what level of fitness you are, it's a good idea, and I'm glad he brought that up. So, guys, what would y'all get from it? I'll start with you, Bill. Yeah, I, I, the podcast was great, and, and hearing his story. Uh, but the real the real gunner came out around the uh, the interview. You know, we had we got to work out with him that morning, and even oh. after we were done, he put us through, you know, another <laughs> workout. But the excitement and energy he brings to that, to his business, to his customers – it's it's next level right we were we were we were all ears listening to him and and everything he's learned again at such a young age and it's just it's very inspiring and it it really comes out during this interview how about you tim yeah i'm really excited about this one just because i feel like no matter who's listening to this whether you know they're in business they're not in business i mean we have one vehicle to get us through life right and we've got to be able to take care of that vehicle and i think that some of the nuggets that he points out is going to help anybody who's listening to this show. Small, actionable items that they can take away from this to be able to implement in their daily lives, I think is is awesome. And then obviously being able to be there with him and not only hearing how he talks about it, but he's living proof of that, right? I mean, the guy's in phenomenal shape. 
he takes care of his, his, his body, you know, in his health, you know, he's got what a hyperbaric chamber inside of his house, which is pretty phenomenal to see. Um, you know, and he, he is living proof of what he talks about. So it was really, really cool yeah. to see. I'm excited for everyone to hear this. Yeah. And he, um, Bill, you mentioned that he, you know, we, we just joined their normal uh, Thursday workout, right? So we just, we, you know, he invited us to come in and work out with them. Um, we did a cold plunge and all that stuff. And it, I mean, it kicked all of our asses. You know, it, it, we were struggling. Those guys do that two days a week. Um, we thought we were conditioned to handle it. We were not, you know, we, we, you know, we could get there, but it was a different level workout, but it was humbling for us. But the way we took the time after we recorded the podcast, we were done. We didn't need, you know, Gunnar didn't um, owe us anything after that, but he want, he spent another 15 minutes making us go through some machine workouts that really Bill, I mean, Bill and I work out together three days a week. It's changed my whole mindset around working out. And he, you know, he said it how many times at y'all's age, at y'all's age, y'all are too old for this. Y'all are, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, but he showed us a, a more efficient, effective way to, to really go through strength training and stuff like that. And I was so happy, Tim, when I got on the airplane to come back to see, and I didn't know you had done this, but you kept the recording going uh, through all of that. So all the stuff he was explaining to us that went out of my head immediately we got a 15 minute video of us, us walking it through. So we'll be oh, able to lean on that. I was just recording it to show your tears. That's all. I was, we'll get into the podcast in a minute, but I look back at it in my last few reps on what he was showing. It was the highest pitch scream I think I've ever done. <laughs> it was, it was rough, but no, he's a lot of fun. Uh, Gunner's going to be, you know, somebody I lean on for, you know, years to come because he's just a wealth of knowledge and an overall good dude. And he's objective with everything. You know, if you want to be vegan, be vegan. If you want to be keto, be keto, but he's going to give you some practical things to kind of build around that. And I, I love it. So uh, with that, we'll turn it over and uh, get the podcast going. Hope you guys enjoy. Gunner, Jason, what's going Man. on? What's up? So we are sitting at, what do you call this place? The this dungeon, the, the death trap. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but no, man, we uh, Gunnar Muldrick. Thanks for having us, man. You kicked our ass this morning in a workout um, down here in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, Gunnar is a trainer, yeah, you know, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, we are down in Charleston this week, doing some filming, doing some different things, and one thing we had to do while we we're down here. It was a workout with you. No one threw uh, up. No one passed uh, out. Uh, Everyone's still kicking. Yep. So we we met you through Legacy Family. The mastermind yeah. we're in, Tim Bratz. Uh, met you in, in Q about a year and a half ago. First time I met you was at 6 a.m. in Nashville. It was about 30 degrees outside. And I realized that you were a psycho that morning. <laughs> so you, you put us through, it, at that time, was the hardest I guess from just all around workout I've ever been through, you know, yeah. it was intense. And uh, since then, you've put me through several workouts, but you always said, if you ever get down to Charleston, you got to come to my gym and I'll put you through a real workout. It's just different, yeah. And we just did that. Uh, and we'll get into your story in a little bit, but I got to, I'm going to be vulnerable here and be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. The three of us, we, we work out every day. We have a challenge where, you know, we've been going for, Bill and I, for over two years where we don't miss a workout. Mix of cardio, mix of strength, just different shit. And we come down here, I walk through that door, 
And I thought I was going to kick everybody's ass in here. <laughs> I really did think that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to hurt me. 15 minutes into it, yeah. I'm tucked away in a corner, <laughs> fighting back puke, shaking. Yeah. I had to get you an apple. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got to get apple. Right. And Gunner's feeding me apples. You okay? You're losing color. Um, it was a humbling experience. And what my takeaway from today is I need to implement more of this. Like I... I'm always trying to set a target to, to improve, you know, yep. and I'm in my forties now. I've got to keep doing that. Um, but next time I come down here, I'm going to train to be better off in here. So we're kind of lean on you to help me get there, but I appreciate that. Of course uh, it was humbling all three of us, you know, we, we got a dose of it. So, but let's, let's, uh, let's start off kind of, you know, you are, you're the youngest guest on the podcast so far. So That's incredible. Uh, right? Bill and I are going to be interviewing our daughters in a couple of weeks. There you go. They should beat so me. They'll beat you. There you go. But let's, you're, you're 25? 25. Yeah. And what you've done in a very short window, super impressive. So I want to get into that. Kind of, let's, let's start, let's go back as far as you want to go, but tell us your story. You know, how you got from where you came from to where you are, and then we'll go from there. All right. We'll just be super vulnerable. Yeah. Everyone's got childhood trauma. So yeah. I come from a single mom. My yeah. parents got divorced when I was three. So I'm a mama's boy. Yeah. Fast forward to now, I train all the housewives. Yeah. A lot of females also do some men's group, entrepreneurship groups. But that's where that big, you know, heart to heart comes from, just from having a single mom. All the way through middle school, I was the fat kid. That's kind of how I got into fitness. I was really, dude. I was a little butterball, okay. not like obese, but just a butterball, yeah, yeah, yeah. and bullied, just nerdy. Didn't, right. didn't have a purpose. Yeah, frozen pizzas. My mom was a home healthcare nurse, so she was always working. But she did. She was a great mom, just working. Yeah. Um, fast forward, high school, freshman year, I got eight sessions to a trainer called Noel, and uh, it's this little guy, and he changed my life. I went from the fat kid freshman year to add a whole summer to train. And everybody thought I was taking juice. Mm -hmm. I just got really shredded because I worked out and just ate chicken breast, broccoli, went no rice. Yeah, yeah. Like went insane. Went from never playing football, starting bench for like six years to being um, captain of JV. And then I went all the way through captain to varsity yeah. through my senior year. Went to my head, of course, from being nobody to somebody. So I was partying. I was the cool kid. Mm -hmm. It was nice. So I was like, all right, I got to do something here. So what I decided to do is I was going to try and go to academy. West Point and then the Air Force Academy is where I was looking. Both are like, you have to have political connections. I was like too late in the game. Come from a single mom. Didn't have any political background or connections. So I was like, shit. So I didn't get into those, obviously. So I was like, where can I go next? Found the Citadel, South Carolina, right here in Charleston. And I was like, all right. Went and toured it. Fell in love. I was like, it's a pretty, pretty area. Like VMI, Virginia Military Institute. Just mm -hmm. wasn't my vibe. Yeah. Um, anyways, my parents, even though I still stay in contact with my dad, he's like a bird dad, fun dad. So they paid for one semester for me to go to the Citadel. And, uh, I had to get a military scholarship. So I was pursuing Marine Corps. They don't care about GPA. Or they care only about GPA, not about major. Okay. So I was mechanical engineering. I had like a 3.0. So everybody in business was smoking my ass because mm -hmm. engineering, I would say, is a little more difficult in the entry-level classes when yeah. I first start. So I was like, oh, I can't stick with this. But I did the whole Paris Island boot camp. was doing all the officer training my whole first year at the Citadel. Second year, I picked up a full ride through the Army. I was getting paid to go to school. Fast forward, you go to summer trainings. I scored number one out of a regiment, which is a couple hundred kids in Fort Knox. Um, and from there, I had all these kids like, hey, what do you do? And I didn't think I did anything special. Didn't think I really had a gift. I just was obsessed with working out because that's like what changed my life. So anyways, I sell this little copy-paste PDF. It was 60 bucks. And if people wouldn't give me 60 bucks, they'd kind of do my homework and they'd do something for me. So before I know it, I'm back in the Citadel. You can't have a job. You can have internships. It's very, very strict and isolated. So I, at one point, I just remember, 
I had so many kids. I was making over three thousand dollars a month sitting at my like wow. in, in school right, right. in this little prison. I, I come from no money. And I'm like <laughs> I'm ordering the best protein powder, the best yeah. supplements, the best. I'm ordering takeout. I'm not even eating like school lunch and all that. And that's like frowned upon us at all. And um, fast forward a little bit. One of the colonels found out. Um, big league colonel. He had a wife with type two diabetes. It's the one you can cure. So uh, she wouldn't work out. That's why she kind of had it. So we just went for walks, and I'd cook for her, and I'd hang out. Long story short, six months, she gets off her insulin shots. The colonel's like, whatever you want, you can have. And I was like, okay. Being isolated at all, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take you up on that. Somehow along the way, um, I ran to Madison LaCroix, who's now like on TV and does mm -hmm. all the shit. She used to be a hairdresser. Um, so we were real close. She gave me all these downtown moms. Citadel's probably like three miles from Smack downtown. So I would sneak out of school at 5 a.m., run down to Colonial Lake, train all these downtown moms that she got the hair for. I would change outfits at their house, train at Colonial Lake, this little lake in downtown Charleston, and then I'd run back to school by 7.30, be all dressed up for formation. This repeats for like a whole, whole semester, maybe two semesters. And then it gets to the point where the Citadel overbooked. It's now my junior year, first semester, they overbook, and I'm like, the colonel asked me, do you want to live off campus? And I'm like, yeah, I want to live off right, campus. Right. He's like, you don't have a house, do you? I was like, no. So you go and all that. I'm making more money than I made. I think at this point I'm making like $4,000 a month with the in-person at Colonial. I'm, I go all the way to Daniel Island, right next to the country club, and I get these apartments called the Wharf 7. It's like ridiculous apartments. Mm -hmm. Get the corner one, two bedroom, two bath, and I think I'm the man. Fast forward from there. Um, I did that for a whole semester. I lived off campus. The colonel ended up retiring. Um, some stuff happened. So then I took all this heat and they, they gave me a choice. They said, you either you can quit what you're doing because we all know the colonel's gone. I don't have any safety or I can come back to school and, you know, just do engineering. So uh, this is now my junior spring semester. So right after Christmas, they gave me that option, the ultimatum. And so I was like, I just couldn't give it up. I was making like literally in the 4,000s. And I was like looking at the math of like what engineers make. And I was just living my best life. So um, I set a goal. I said on April 14th, which is my birthday. This is, again, this is springtime. It's, it's January now, and they're trying to kick me out. I was like, if I can make $8,333, I'm just going to run with it and just mm -hmm. see where it goes. And uh, I didn't hit it April 14th. I hit it April 15th. It was like, <laughs> it was like you know, 1 a.m. I sold one more six-hour <laughs> program. It was like a little yeah. difference I made. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going back to school. Fast forward a little bit. I was uh, training all the bottle girls, all these beautiful girls. I gave a lot of free training. It was just marketing. Mm -hmm. So I had like the, all the online, these military guys. That was kind of like my bread and butter. I had these moms I was training. But then I used all these pretty girls for like advertisement. And yeah. I used to be known for like the butt guy. Mm -hmm. Just build beautiful butts. And it was really, I would just target the right demographic right. that already had nice butts. Right, right. And um, fast forward, I met Q. Q actually came to do, we called it butt stuff, like butt workouts. And uh, fast forward, <laughs> that is my fiance, Q. Yep. And, uh, once we started dating, we didn't start dating for like a year. Right. And the first thing she was like, no more bottle girls, no more of these, like, you know, these types of girls. So she rebranded me as the mom trainer. Okay. And that kind of just fell in my lap. She kind of really helped push that. And it was just supernatural again, coming back to coming from a single mom. And then just fast forward through there, through training a bunch of housewives. A lot of the husbands are entrepreneurs. Some aren't housewives and like badass CEOs, attorneys, lawyers, doctors. So I just got put into a really cool demographic. Yeah. And Kind of, again, that childhood trauma. I've just been big into mentors. I have a father figure. I'm always looking for, like, mentorship of mm -hmm. some sort. So just through that whole transition, like, probably the past three years, I've just always had mentors in different, like, literally everything. Yeah. And it's transformed my life. And there you are. Dude, that's that's impressive. A um, lot to unpack there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but I, I want to start. Um, so I was raised by a single mom also. So you, when you speak to that, that's catching my attention more than anything. Else. <laughs> yeah. um, so 
let's start there. Um, what? So obviously you have a lot. You have a next level of discipline, I would say. You know, you're talking about getting up. I five. never did until I found fitness, and fitness was the first discipline I found. So, and then you became obsessed. Yeah, you know, I mean, all in. Obviously, Between like, right? Yeah, so it started with the fitness. Yeah. Then I went to military. I was like buzz cut combat boots. I yeah. thought I was going to be like a army ranger, going to go try and be yeah. a green beret. And then, uh, like I said, I just I started getting around all this, making money. I think it went to my head a little bit at first. Sure. And um, and I just kind of here we sure. are. But the the mom, so a lot of um, anytime I'm uh, get to talk to somebody that similar situation where single mom, what influence did that have on you? Um, you know, for me, it put a chip on my shoulder at a very early age that you know it it made me very and I and I'm married with kids and stuff like that now. You're very young, you'll get there, but it's it made me have this chip on my shoulder, like come hell or high water, I am going to be a badass at whatever I do or try to be, put max effort into it to prove to everybody that even though I didn't have that fatherly influence, my dad around, um, I want to make my mom proud, you know, that and show her that all the things she gave me, I'm able to, you know, do good things with it. Do you have any of that? I would say my trauma was more like financial. So like there's a lot of things I couldn't have. I grew up in uh, Bethany Beach, Delaware. So on the beach, there was a lot of, you know, couples, a lot of nice houses and yeah. stuff. And there's a lot of things I couldn't have as a kid. Right. And my mom would always do the best, be, go above and beyond. Um, so I guess kind of fast forward now, like I actually moved my mom to Charleston when I started doing really well. She actually right. ended up living with me in that two bedroom, two bath. Mm -hmm. Best and worst decision of my life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, like, I became super OCD and I forgot how bad it was. My mom's like a hoarder. Mm -hmm. Love her to death, but yeah, just yeah. has stuff everywhere. We fought our heads off, but then end up finding a nice house in John's Island, not too far away from downtown. And uh, best and worst thing, like I guess. Yeah. Yep. No, that's good. So you um, just never wanting to be backed up against the wall to tell me I, I can't so, have that. Yeah, so. yeah. So you're, you're the, the, you were motivated. A lot by that trauma of They're not having like, things that I, I wanted. Just want to build something, have the income to let me. Yeah, and like get, get again, like I didn't have a bad childhood, but right. like, kids are mean, and like just not having the right I mean, clothes, yeah, right? Cars, and just like yep. never wanting to put my kids in that situation, and then also take care of my mom because yep. she gave me everything. So you go through all that, and here you are. You're you're 25. Your house, phenomenal house, great neighborhood. Um, you have this gym that you've built, um, do all your training out of. It's just a wonderful place. Um, where do you see things going from here? So a little, let me give a little backstory okay. on my business. So I started out just one-on-one. -on -one. I would see 12 to 16 a day, and I used to just do hour sessions. So I would literally work like 12-hour days. Right. Sometimes I would see two, but like <clears throat> literally from sunrise to sunset, and I was miserable. Okay. Just the energies. You got to think like therapy. Like one-on-ones, you absorb whatever energy they have. And I realized that. So like the first year I was hustling, I was still in shape, but not really that in shape because I was always working. So then year two, like when I was really starting to train these moms, I was like, I'm going to do battle buddies. Everybody works out better with somebody Absolutely. else. It's a lot better accountability. But then two, if you pair best friends, same political beliefs, all these backgrounds, I can just kind of like be the enforcer, mm -hmm. coach. Mm -hmm. So like I would say year two, I stopped being a trainer, I became a coach. Okay. Um, then fast forward, like it was like year two and a half. I was like, I want to try and make some more money, you know, get better deals with my clients so they can train more. It's like, let's go to threes. That's where it really hit me. You can never have a third person out. It's like the third wheel. Someone always feels left out at some mm -hmm. point. So I was like, oh, wow, okay. Fast forward a little bit. I was still working and leasing a spot. I actually opened up my own spot, built my first 
home gym and I went to fours and it changed the game because it was basically two battle buddies yep. versus two battle buddies. The best competition, the most fun, and it's very scalable. And again, I'm not like a therapist. I'm now a coach. Mm -hmm. If I want to chime in and be a part of that conversation, I can, but overall, I'm just overseeing. Um, and then fast forward now, I'm actually going to sixes and so I built another home gym. I built the whole gym out with machines. So it's very systemized. I have a timer in the background. So that way I don't even have to tell what to do. The timer kind of guides everybody. And, uh, my income's almost six X because I'm, yeah. I'm I have the same exact price I did day one. Right. But now six people are paying. Right. And now you're you're in and out of here, done by two, three o'clock, yeah. heading the woods. No, no, no. So okay. so I have it so systemized, so I'll see sixteen people by eleven o'clock every day. So every hour I'll see four people. Okay. Now it's gonna go to twenty four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've been seeing sixteen, I'll go to twenty four starting January first when I go to sixes. Um and it's just been insane, like I said. Yeah. And then Tuesday, Thursdays with the husbands, I don't train guys. I do a husbands like entrepreneurship group invite only, and uh, that's like ten people. Yeah. And that's what we did. That's today. what we all did today. Yeah. But it's intense, man. And I, <clears throat> I'll give you a lot of credit here. I mean, everything you're doing is phenomenal. And again, twenty five years old, you're, you're freaking worlds ahead of you. So you know, congratulations there. You're doing good stuff. But one thing I noticed today. A lot of trainers will get in your ear, come on, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. You do that in a very quiet, calm it's, it's way. A, it's like a mental you're, thing. You're, you're very uh, focused on making sure nobody gets hurt. Oh, yeah. and, and and I appreciated that. Like, I got on this assault bike today, <laughs> and everybody else is in my ear, come on, okay, keep going. But you're like, you okay? You're, you're call you need an apple, slow down. <laughs> oh, and, and yeah. You know, part of that is, you know, psychologically, I'm like, I don't want to be talked to. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, you genuinely care. Yeah. And another thing I, I noticed you did, and I, I didn't notice this until the workout started, but you have a whoop wall where everybody wears these. Oh, I swear things. by it. Like, that is the yeah. one thing. If you kind of see people's heart rate, make sure they're okay. And, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah, zone five. If you are staying in zone five, I, the blood sugar is going to drop before you know it, so I make sure they get free. Yeah, and then you kind of... I didn't have mine up there, but I, you know, I, see it. I was losing color. You're like, stop. We got to get oh, yeah. apple. And, and, I've uh, seen it enough. I've done right. it to enough people yep. to know. And that, so the only person I've never hurt anybody, knock on wood, a couple people have tweaked shoulders, but more from like side sleeping, just tightness. Because shoulders are just always tricky with most people. Everyone's got rounded. But Q, my fiance, is the only person I almost ever killed, like truthfully. <laughs> I just didn't believe her. Right. Um, and then, like I said, that, but then that's when I really started paying attention. Yeah. Made everybody get the whoops where I could see their live heart rate because she was telling me she wasn't okay. And I was like, you're fine. You're just being dramatic. And uh, no, she wasn't. She, she had out. a full-blown panic attack. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, yeah. that's good. But it's, um, again, it, it's what you've built and what you're building is, is impressive. Um, and, you know, congratulations on that. Um, one thing, you know, you, you talk about, the name of this podcast is Burning the Boats, and it's really about just this all-in mindset. And, dude, you you are so focused. Like, I mean, I just I watch you, and I've been around <laughs> you enough to just see that you are laser-focused. You you are OCD, you know. Yeah, right, but, yeah. right, but you know, it's a blessing in the fall, right? Yeah, but, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's impressive because you're only going to grow. Like, and, and But another thing I can kind of see about you is you, you could probably pull some levers to have even – to scale even quicker than you are, but you're very, you seem very intentional about the next step. And yeah. The next so step. I will say the money went to my head at first. Like when I made over a hundred thousand dollars over six figures, I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. like this is, and at some point you realize like life is too short. You yeah. take things for granted. So I was all about life. I stopped, stopped like, you know, seeing my mom for dinners 
and then you just you're just not happy. Yeah. So like I'm very very regimented now. So like I only work till eleven. I could I have a wait list. I can work till 12, yep. one, two, three. It's not worth it to me. Right. It's not worth making an extra fifty, hundred, whatever the number is. Because when I get off work, I cold plunge. I go work out. I read a book. I do some grounding, maybe some breath work, and I'm happy. And then anything I want to do after that is what I want to do. Right. Right. Um, and it's just really that work life balance. And I think. I learned that early on from because most of our friends, most of my mentors are all like 40 plus years old. Yeah. So instead of just running and gunning and burning, I'm like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Because again, like money's nice, but like more personal life, family, like being around with Q and doing like making memories is probably the most important experiences. Yeah. And money, and you realize this at an early age, thankfully for you, but it, it at the end of the day, it's just a tool. And as long as that tool is sharp enough or good enough to give you those things that make you happy. You don't need more tools, no. you know, just, just have enough tools to build. And, and if you take that mindset that you have, um, and continue, just focus on, I just need to be happy. I need to make enough money to make sure I'm, I'm feeding that. Well, the money's going to come and more tools are going to come. And that, I think you'll see that and you, you are seeing that. But, um, one thing, one hobby you and I share, um, I think is hunting. Yeah, you know, you're, you're yeah. a hunter. I'm right? a respectator. I just got there and I take a lot of pictures, and Key gets mad. I'll shoot stuff occasionally. Yeah. Right, but I just got there. It's just so peaceful. It There's is. nothing better. It is. And and me, for me over the years, I'm wired like I can't sit still. I, I am. I've got to be on to the next thing. I got to be moving. But for whatever reason, <clears throat> I can go and sit in a tree stand from sun up to sundown, literally not move at all, not see a deer, <laughs> and I am content. Like yeah. I'm happy, man. It's so peaceful. Yeah, there's the only thing in my life I've got, and the the result for me. I mean, my family's into it, my kids and all that. But um, you know, probably seventy five percent of our our protein diet is from the animals that we hunt, yeah. and, and it's it doesn't get any healthier. So no, it um, does not. Yeah, so I, I love that. So what? Um, let's talk about you know if what are some things you know people everybody that's going to be listening are going to be in a wide range of like where they're at physically on a health standpoint, nutrition, fitness, all that stuff. Um, what are some practical, you know, well, well let, let me, add, let me tee it up this way. You've got your, your super fit, you know, folks that they work out every day, they eat right. Then you got your folks that work out two or three days a week just to get break a sweat. And then you got your folks that are stagnant, not doing anything. So those are, most everybody's going to fall unless they have a disability or something somewhere on that spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So let's, let's start with the stagnant person. They might be carrying around 50 pounds of extra weight. They're getting 4,000 steps a day. They're not doing much. They're just eating crap. Yeah. What would be, let's say three really practical steps they could take that wouldn't overwhelm them for the next 30 to 60 days that could help them start building a habit to then take the next step. What would you say three easy steps to get them going? So someone in that scenario, yeah. I would say to have the discipline or to make that habit to want to change, they have to get blood work. Sure. There has to be some wake up call because I guarantee that blood work's going to come back and something's really bad yep. leading towards a chronic disease. Right. And most of the time people make that, you know, ethos connection with their emotions that oh shit i'm not gonna be around for my kids right so unless there's that big straw that breaks and really changes that i don't think anything would move past that so from there blood work from that blood work really start focusing on their things and the things they're gonna realize it's all nutrition and hydration mm -hmm. so like that is the most important walking 
hydration, nutrition, and sleep. Yeah. I wouldn't even say if you're 50 pounds, you don't even need to work out. Mm -hmm. You can go to the gym and do cardio machines, but walking, getting out in sunlight, and again, nutrition and hydration. Right. Because we have that much weight, there's so much pressure on your knees. There's so many things. You have high cholesterol, your blood. There's mm -hmm. so many variables. The chance of error is so great. Yep. So blood work. Yep. Blood work immediately. And then, you know, dialing it in with that hydration, nutrition, sleep. And then if you really have the money or you really want to see the accountability, you got to get a coach. Yep. It doesn't have to be a trainer. My favorite coach is what's on your wrist right now. Yep. Luke. Anybody can wear it for two weeks. It calibrates the body and you can learn those analytics very clearly. And the way I say it, red is bad. That means your body is yeah. a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. You did something bad. You didn't hydrate. You drank. You did something very bad. Yellow is like caution. You're approaching the burnout. Like you might be getting sick. Chill out. Like mm -hmm. caution. Green is go for it. Right. Send it. So, yeah. um, and I think that's something that everybody can live by because everybody wants to just do, 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 do. Just like in any business profession and they yeah. burn out. Yeah. And I would even say that for like your overachievers that you're just talking about. Like the whoop watch tells you to train based off how hard you recover. Yeah. And that is my whole philosophy. So this workout you did with the guys today, we only do it twice a week. Yeah. Too high. Twice a week we do high intensity. Mm -hmm. The other workouts are what you want to do. Yeah. You train to failure. It takes three days to a whole week to recover to fully replenish that muscle. Right. If you train to failure. But most people do not know what that feels like. Yeah. You learned today what that feels yeah, like. Absolutely. Your legs. You can move your legs. Yeah. And, and you mentioned blood work. And I'm glad you said that. I, I kind of figured that would be one of the things. That would apply to all three levels I just said. Yeah, I think it's a great wake-up call wherever you are. Because yeah. even the overachievers, they're probably going to have high cortisol, all these things. they probably not sleeping. Mm -hmm. That is like the number one thing I see is, again, oh, I was 20. And that's for me. I talked about that personal work-life balance. I wasn't sleeping. I messed up my body. Yeah. I mean, physically it might have looked good. Right. But like actually when I do the blood work, like I had low T and stuff and I was tired and had high cortisol. You're burning out your body. You can only rely on genetics or whatever you want to call it for so long right. before it catches up to you. Yeah. And I, I you know, I thought of a year ago, I thought of myself as you know, decently fit for 40 years old and I work out regularly, but um, I, I did some work with Fraser Bailey yep. um, and he, his first thing, go get blood work. Let's look at that. And just, it was just a few levers. Like my vitamin D was low. Yeah. Um, yeah. You no know, one goes outside anymore. That's right. Like, everyone's inside doors. Yeah. And, and I am actually outside a lot, but it was still a little low. So we, we, added that in and a couple like micronutrients that I was just low in, changed the diet a little bit instantly. I felt so much better. My workouts were better. Things just started simple as it has complicated. Right. Yeah. yeah. So blood work, um, and I, that applies to everybody. Um, and I, I think really everything steps, you know, I started implementing more steps and, yeah. uh, that I started seeing the body fat kind of go and down. It's easy on the body. And you right. can actually, you can listen to podcasts. You can, yep. you can be in your mind. You can do whatever you yep. want. And it's just peaceful. It's easy on the body. Anybody yeah. can walk. And there's right. no excuses. Yep. You can take your calls on a walk. Right. So, yeah. No, that's, that's good advice. So, um, now what would you say? We like to ask every guest, um, some practical, like an actionable thing they can take right after this podcast a book, a podcast, uh, something you would recommend that somebody go buy or listen to right now that's going to impact their life in a positive. Whether it's so I'll name a book, okay. a book that I think I've read a lot of books, a lot of entrepreneurship books. Yeah. Most recently, Kelly Garrett actually gave me the book, and I think it is it's probably my favorite book, The Psychology of Money. Okay. Because in that book, it talks you can achieve success in a lot of different ways, mm -hmm. and it made me realize like you can either be like the forced compound savings guy. Or you can just, you know, just be grinding and always make more money and spend more money. Mm -hmm. And I look at a lot of people, and there's, there's a lot of people I know, a lot of entrepreneurs I'm very close to. And I was thinking about that. There's a couple of people that came to my mind, I don't need a name. And I was like really looking at their lives. And I was like, man, he, he is crushing it, but 
he's not the dad that I would aspire to be. Mm-hmm. And that's where that, you know, that four savings compound mindset has so much more time and freedom to be a family man. I was like, I need to completely redo my budget. Yeah. And that, so that book changed right. my whole outlook. Because again, I'm around a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of very su- successful people that are about yeah. to actually be done. They've about to be one. one right. Where I'm growing, I'm like, you know what? You, you hustle, but like, and you still hustle a lot, but I'm like, that's not the life I want. Yeah. And everyone's different to each his own. Um, so that was probably my favorite book. And Kelly did it. She's yeah. Kelly, Kelly is out. We'll be with her tonight. We're going to the yeah. Show. We'll be there tonight. Yeah, so. um, and then podcasts. So I think there's so much shit out there. There continues to be shit in fitness. Even I get confused. It's yep. just there's too much of it. Right. And that's why I'm big on mentors. But if there's one guy that's just straight facts, if there's anything that I read and I go find a podcast that he's done, Huberman. Oh yeah. Huberman yeah, is sure. by far. It's sometimes over your head, but you can always take away small nuggets, and then he always does notes on his website and stuff that's very easy for entry-level people to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is like, he is by far the most unbiased, straight to the facts, pull studies, and you know, he, he's to each his own. He's like, you can be vegan. You can, you know, eat meat. It doesn't yeah. matter. There's no, it's just, these are the facts. Right. And he, and he presents it and such, and he... I think he catches a lot of flack in his space because um, you know, it's all his content's free, you yeah. know. And you know, most professors and you know, he's a, I think he's at Stanford. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. But um, but he presents it in a very digestible way, um, and he gets he gets a little nerdy sometimes, but then he brings it back to where I can understand it. You know. Yeah. So that I'm glad you recommended those two that. podcasts. Yeah. Like, again, so just summarize, like yep. you know, get the blood work, yep. get the group watch, yep. listen to Huberman, and I say get the book, Psychology of Money. And those yep. four things will oh, drastically good. change your life. That's good. Well, Gunner, I appreciate you, man. Um, you giving a yeah again. I, I've said it. I'm being very redundant <laughs> here. I'm beating a dead horse, but you're 25. Your maturity level is on a different level. There's you just got to hang out with right? people. Talk yeah. to you hang out with. Yeah. I say it's your top three. So like I, our top three people we hang out with are all like thirty five plus. Yeah. Like almost we don't hang out with any couples. Our HQ is thirty three. My mm-hmm. I'm twenty five. Fiance is thirty three. Yeah. And like we don't hang around anybody on age. You're all like you know really forty honestly. Yeah. And you mentioned fiance. You all getting ready to head yep. out to the Virgin Islands. Yeah, a couple uh, hours to get married. That's right. Yeah. So man, I, I appreciate the time because I know y'all got a lot of stuff to get done. And we'll we'll tie a bow around this, man. But I appreciate you, everything you've done for us. <laughs> you you have motivated us with these workouts. Um, you, you, got, you got the hat now. Yeah, got the <laughs> hat. And uh, y'all have a good time, man. Good luck with everything. And uh, we're going to get back down here and try to make it more than 35 minutes into a workout next go. time. But uh, I'll have appreciate the everything just in case. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, Gunner. Good to see you, Jason. Take care. All right. Another podcast completed. Gunner made Gunner Moldrick. Um, he was it was it was great to sit down with him and finally have a conversation um, without it being while he's kicking our asses in a workout. We really the bulk of the time I've spent with Gunner is him basically whipping me into shape. Um, so to sit down while I have my breath and I can talk to him was you know was rewarding for me. We got to do it in his uh, in his training facility in his workout room. Uh, it was a good setting. And uh, he just brought so much value, and I hope you guys felt that. Um, we're going to drop all of Gunner's information down in the show notes, so check him out. You know, I know he's got a wait list for training, but he's got some online and some e-commerce stuff um, that all of y'all can tap into. So check him out. Reach out to him um, through all of his platforms. We'll drop all that below. Um, but with that, we're going to remind everybody this is uh, this podcast is presented by 608B Capital. If you have any investing needs or borrowing needs, Don't hesitate to reach out to us and we'll leave all the um, contact info in the show notes.